0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Is that Shakespeare?
0: Nope, it's Geico. Uh,
1: Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money.
1: Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare.
0: Geico, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Welcome everybody to the I'm Fat Podcast. Got uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic
1: lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Yes, welcome into to another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast, the second edition. We said we do them regular, regularly. I can talk. Is once every other month regular? Um, For us, the truth is we wanted to do a holiday one, but we are too full and too tired and lazy from all the uh, tryptophan and the turkey yeah. and all the sweets we were guzzling throughout the holiday season. So finally, we've got the energy back to do another podcast. It's the end of January, but back off, all right? It's free entertainment. You know how, you how many, many of kal- us worked up? We sweat. Right. You know how many kolachkis I've eaten since the last time we did this? Oh, I love kolachkis.
0: Oh, that, it's my mom's specialty. She's not Polish, but she's really good at making kolachkis. <laughs> Whatever. I don't ask questions. I just eat them when they're put in front of me.
1: Yeah, just enjoy it. You don't have to be Polish to enjoy kolachkis. It's fine. It's like the uh, we went to a Hanukkah brunch, and they're like, oh, I have a latke. It's like, well, it's a potato pancake. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same. It's all the same thing. It doesn't matter who's eating it. Spoiler alert. Right. And it's, you know, like pierogies and dumplings and it's all kind of the same stuff. It's delicious meat surrounded by delicious bread or delicious fruit surrounded by delicious bread. They're all the same thing. They're all delicious. Everyone can enjoy them. But yeah, Kalashkis, we have a every year, like right after New Year's, it's kind of the last holiday party we have. Mm-hmm. And my wife's aunt puts it on and there's just a dessert spread. That's unbelievable, and there's always a beautiful tray of kolachkis, like color-sorted. Uh, okay. And it's like a rainbow, and it's how, always- how, how are they folded? Because I've seen them all folded differently. All right, so this is, they're probably about, I don't know, I'm holding up my fingers here. You can yeah. all see this. Probably like two inches long. Okay. And that's folded in the middle. Yes. But the ends are open.
0: Okay, see, the way we, ours are all but four But they're flat. Corners. Okay, our, ours are all four corners are folded in.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So that way everything stays enclosed. There's no chance of spillage. How big is it? It's about the same
1: size. The klotchki, I mean. Yes. The
0: klotchki, well, a eh, couple inches. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Whatever
1: we're talking about. Either way. Either way. From last I saw, you know, it's been a while. Okay, we'll bring those in. That's okay. your assignment for the next show or podcast oh. is I'm going to have to do a lot of ass kissing
0: to get those made because apparently the dough for those is a pain in oh. the ass.
1: So we'll, I'll see what I can do. Well, you know, what's coming up. Punchki day. Yes. The greatest day on the calendar.
0: Is it the greatest day on the Have you calendar? had
1: my aunt's punchkeys, the ones that she makes at <sighs> yes, home from scratch? I did, I
0: did last year because I remember you talking them up and I'm like, OK, I've had some I've had punch keys before and they're good, but not overwhelming and then those yeah and i was like oh game changer
1: yeah my my aunt joe makes uh my godmother my aunt joe makes punch keys every year she's been on the news a couple times they bring a camera crew in her kitchen and she makes them for free and whatever you want you just order them and she puts you on a sheet and she just makes them literally from like 3 a.m until noon just constantly making these punch keys and they're amazing very basic just you know the sugared cake with with fresh strawberries mm-hmm. in there it's amazing I'll make sure I get a couple dozen for us on Punchkey Day and bring them in for everybody. Actually, just for me and you. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah,
0: that's fine. And uh, we should probably, because it's only our second episode, there are probably some that didn't catch episode one or it's been a while and they have bad memories and they've been too worried about eating season. I'm Recamp. This is Jay Zawoski. Yeah, hey. Hey. Yeah. We do the I'm Fat podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Recamp670. You can follow Jay at Jay Zawaski 670 Any of your fat observations, your fatservations, if you will hashtag I'm a fat it's our it's our universal hashtag later in the show we'll be going over our ask a fat questions any questions you have in the world of fatness or food or really anything or or really just fat shame whatever it is we're one we're here for you to use that hashtag I'm a fat
1: we're always here for you and we've gotten a lot of good feedback with I'm a fat and I think even after one episode it's really kind of become a phenomenon because people just randomly will show us their plates or tell us a story about what a relative did uh you know with a fat escapade or some ridiculous food item they ate or saw someone eat so it's catching on quick hashtag i'm a fat if you want to get in touch with us we love it we got some questions today we're going to get to for sure but should we get to the conversation we had on the spiegelman parkins show today regarding sour cream it was more of a hot button issue than i expected it to be because
0: I know you have strong feelings. I'm fairly apathetic on
1: sour cream. My stance is that sour cream is basically useless. What you do is you find a dish with some good flavor. Then you put it out on your plate and say, wow, this looks really good. These carnitas look good or these steak tacos or whatever you're going to make with all this flavor, all these spices, all, you know, you marinated the meat Mm -hmm. for hours and you, you, you took careful, you know, considerations into everything you did Now I'm going to splat some flavorless cold cream on there to just negate everything. It's like painting your kitchen and then taking a bucket of white paint and throwing it on there. That's how I feel about sour cream. I think it's useless.
0: I get it. I like just a real thin layer. So like when we make tacos at home, what I end up doing is a little bit of sour cream and just barely enough to like cover the taco shell. Like like if, if we're going soft tacos, just enough for a, a very thin layer. I think that adds, I do think that adds just a little bit, slightly different flavor profile for me to go with whatever my tacos are. But people that will glob it on, I'm all about gratuitous amounts of food. But in this specific instance, it just, it just kills it to me. I agree with you on large amounts, but if you put just a very small amount sour cream in your mexican food i think it it does make a slight difference however i'm not going to turn down food
1: of course (laughs)
0: don't get me wrong if there's food to be had especially mexican food i will be consuming it
1: i have had the mistake burrito where they've put sour cream on it and i'll just sort of grumble my way through it like fine i guess i'm going to eat this you can't really remove sour cream once it's infected your food it's on there forever I can see it, as Spiegel put it, as a lubricant yes. for a sandwich. Just a little but yeah, I don't put sour cream on a sandwich. I like it in things. Like if you're going to put it in a dip or you're going to put it, you know, you can make things with sour cream. Right. But it on its own, trash.
0: I get it. I get. Yeah, you use it more as a vehicle. It's almost the way people who actually like mayo use mayo.
1: Yeah, I don't like mayo. Like,
0: Okay, can you do aiolis at all where it's um, mayo based? Yeah. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, even like um, they'll do the... Like a chipotle mayo yeah. on a wrap or so, I can do a little bit of that. I'm usually, I'll usually skip it, but there's sometimes where it will sound interesting enough where I'll try it and not hate it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way where it, it's got to be a strong flavor though. I don't need any of the mayo ness remaining, right. Especially in the flavor profile, the, the texture's there. It's kind of what it is.
1: I I understand. I understand why people would want it on there. And I is guess. maybe you? I don't know this. Is mayo and Miracle wit the same thing? Not according to my wife. She
0: does not like mayo. She likes Miracle Whip. I say keep it to both of them.
1: All right. Hashtag I'm a fat. What's the difference between mayo and Miracle Whip? I need to know. Yeah. Because if it's a less offensive taste, I could put that on like a turkey sandwich or something. I'm still not touching it. Okay. I but Like you said with your taco, like a thin layer. Yes. Just for, for lubrication's sake, still talking about the sandwich. And um, the exceptions I'll make, mm-hmm. and Spiegel brought these up very well, on the top side of a grilled cheese the part you grill yes if you use that for mayo it's phenomenal i pro dude you know i hate it i would I not don't... lie to you try it it's amazing and mayo in portillo's cake it is this, it is the ingredient that makes yeah
0: it. i get it I- i'll be honest i have not looked at portillo's cake the same i still look Since at you heard mayo's in it yes <laughs> i still look at it lovingly but it's not it there's a little bit of side eye now now i'm like i'm like the meme where to the right of me is the Portillo's cake. <laughs> but to the left of me is a lot of other types of cake. I
1: understand that. I fell in la- my. I don't think I ever told you this. This is a big moment in my life. Going through the Portillo's drive-thru, I never had a Portillo's shake before. It was probably like five or six years ago. Oh, wow. So I'm in, like, you know, Portillo's, it's actually the point where it's just the windows. It was a downtime, because who doesn't want a hot dog at 9.30 in the morning? I'm looking in the window, <laughs> <laughs> and I see the woman with the shake, you know, like the metal shake container, yeah, and a piece of cake on a plate. Like, what is she doing? And she goes, "Blop!" Puts the cake in the shake. I was like, "It's really a cake shake? This <laughs> is amazing! <laughs> I have to have one." And there, have you had? A, you've had one, right? Yes. Where it's like clumpy pieces of cake coming through yeah. the straw. Oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, what uh, we call useful, that time. useful stuff. That's amazing. Thank you, Portillo. Thank you, Dick Portillo, for being born and existing.
0: They get every unfortunate celebrity to sign <laughs> something saying they've been to Portillo's. I'm like, oh, that guy?
1: Well, poor it's Scott Darling had to sign like 75,000 Portillo's things. Yeah. Dick, love your food. Scott Darling. So it's in every, what is it, every nationwide Portillo's? Probably not. Jenny McCarthy, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. There's the famous Fridge Perry poster in all of them, which I love. Yes.
0: I'm sure there's a Jim Belushi one in all of them because there it's is. Jim Belushi. I have
1: blocked that one out, but yes. Yeah. Uh, well, podcast ruined.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's move on to. I know it was the number one thing you wanted to get to today. Is stadium food as 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 football seasons winding down? Yes. You have both winter tenants. They're in effect right now. They're playing, and then you have baseball right around the corner. Stadium food. Stadium food is top of mind right now.
1: Well, what brought this up for me is. Saturday night, I had my Madhouse podcast outing at the Wolves game, and for whatever reason, I just wanted a chewy pretzel. I was like, "That's what I want. It's good stadium food. It's always consistent. You get a cup of cheese with it. Mm-hmm. You're never really let down." The Chicago Wolves offer the best stadium pretzel I've ever had. Really? Yeah, it was very soft and fresh, and it wasn't like you know, like the ones you get at Wrigley or, or uh, Guaranteed Rate or wherever, where you got to like bite it and pull. Yes. It wasn't like that. It was a doughy, bready pretzel with lots of salt. It was thicker than most, and the cheese was spicy. It was perfect. Ooh. So it got me thinking, what is your go-to item at a stadium? So I think we're going to say, for this conversation, we take away, like, specialty, like, right. extra special Bison burger with Chipotle mayo. And, or, no, right. I'm talking hot dogs, pretzel, popcorn, nachos, whatever. And then the one gourmet stadium item that you had that you love that you want everyone to try all right the normal
0: i always go for the ballpark hot dog because there just no hot dog has ever topped a ballpark hot dog for me it's true I don't know exactly why. I don't know if it's the sitting in the aluminum foil and just kind of being there. For a week.
1: Yes, for a week. <laughs> just gathering but, flavor. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's exactly. It's like, well, what's it marinated in? Nothing.
1: Air uh, uh, and uh, hot dog sweat. Yes.
0: That's exactly what it marinates in. That's del- that's always delicious. If I'm at guaranteed rate, this isn't my specialty thing, but like the, the, I have two guarantees. When I'm at guaranteed rate field, I always get a churro.
1: Yeah, that's. Have to get the churro. To me, if I'm a guaranteed rate, it is always a brat with the grilled onions. Yeah. Because you get to like 35th Street, anywhere near the Dan Ryan, Mm -hmm. and the smell of the brats cooking and the onions grilling is phenomenal, and it never lets you down. I'll call it Kamiski. A Kamiski brat is always perfect. You can't screw it up. And like you said, the churro, for a place that turns over as much food as it does you think you'd get some chewy churros. They're great. They're fresh or, like, from a street corner. And so, you have
0: the choice of fillings, too.
1: That's cute. Yes. Well, that's a the the filled churro. I mean, can you imagine living in a world with non-filled churros? It's a boring world. I don't want to live in that world. I really don't. I mean, I've had them, and they're fine. They're just basically glorified Taco Bell cinnamon twists. Yeah. Right? They're just yeah. a, a soft, a version, soft of version of that. A soft version of that. But yeah, when they're filled with something, I, everything's better cream filled. We know this. I mean, anything, right? Except unless it's sour cream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but and now we're back to the lubricant. Yeah. Thing. All right. So my go-to at any park, it, I think you're right. If it's especially baseball, I have to get a hot dog. Yes. That's. It's not even negotiable. Yeah, it's mandated. So I guess it's what aside from a hot dog. I will say this, and I noticed this at the Wolves game was. Usually, no matter what I get, I'm always like, man, I should have gotten the nachos. Yes, <laughs> I always sort of like, ah, man, because it it takes you a while to eat. You can, you know, my wife loves this. She'll so put a nacho in the cheese and let mm-hmm. it soak so it gets soft.
0: Oh, see, I hate. See, when See, she gets loves softened. that.
1: I hate that too.
0: See, that's like that's the same principle behind my not liking milk in my cereal theory. Wait, I know that's oh a, That's going to be a whole different podcast. I'm I just
1: sure. had, I just had a, a flashback to last night that I forgot about. Oh God. I have the Aldi Lucky Charms, which are called like Fortunate Beads or something like it's the, (laughs) whatever, whatever generic name for Lucky Charms they come up with. So (laughs) I I, I poured myself a bowl and I ate every individual like Cheerio piece first. So I was like seeking out every little of the boring like corn pop pieces.
0: OCD much?
1: Well, it was all four. When I'm done, I've got a bowl full of marshmallows, and that's yeah. what I did. I had probably 75 Lucky Charms marshmallows in a bowl, <laughs> and, and and my daughter's like, can I have one? No. <laughs> Get away from me. I finally was like, how fat am I? Can I just... I'll give her two. I gave her two marshmallows. <laughs> her like, here, go away. Leave me alone yeah. with my shame. <laughs> like, eating it under the stairs, like... like cowering from light you've got a blanket over your head yeah it was i don't know how i blacked that moment out but i did until you said cereal oh i think you saw my face you said cereal and i just closed my eyes and put my head down i
0: thought that was because of the shame (laughs) for me being that way
1: no, I'm with you. I'm a dry cereal guy, too. Unless we're talking about Cocoa how Puffs. Not, how have
0: we not talked about this before? Because there's like nobody that is. I get so much crap for that.
1: No, I'm with you. The only exception is Cocoa Puffs, because when you're done, you have chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. OK, I mean, that's given. Yeah. But right. yeah, I'm a dry the, cereal guy. I, well, I hate milk, though. Uh, oh, see, like, I, I, uh, I can't drink a glass of milk. It's, it grosses me out. Plus, oh, I, was I was allergic as a youth.
0: Oh, well, that changes. Yeah. things Because like for me, we grew up drinking milk.
1: Yeah, I, I the thought of that makes me gag.
0: No, I mean, I don't do it near as often as I used to, but I did. I mean, for a long time, yeah, I would have a glass of milk with breakfast for sure, and then depending on what we were eating for dinner. It, it just depended on what we were eating. Because for me, okay, random random thought, because I know we have to get to our... Uh, questions. Our, yeah, well, yeah, our ask-a-fat questions. Mm-hmm. We have to denounce a uh, Chicago athlete for leaving <laughs> the uh, the fat blob. We wanna, Yeah, for leaving the gelatinous blob. <laughs> When you eat pizza, I have to have pop, or at least something carbonated.
1: Yeah, pop or beer. Yes. So no, that's a given. Like, oh, I'm going to have iced tea with my pizza. No, stop that. I'll just have water. Get out of here. Yeah, see, I've tried. My wife made me try the
0: water with it, just and I did it once basically just to shut her up. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Yeah. She's probably not going to listen anyway, so whatever.
1: No, she won't. Um, no, she won't. Yeah, well, it like, has to be something bubbly with pizza. Yes. Today there was a story on Twitter and I just read the headline, so please don't get excited if I'm giving you the wrong news. But I think it was a story about how beer will be for sale in Northwest Indiana on Sundays. Oh. But anyway, the picture they used was a slice of pizza being lifted off a tray with like the cheese still attached yeah. and a six-pack of old style behind it. And I was like, I know what that pizza tastes like based on that photo. Yeah. Pizza's like one of those weird things where you can drive by a place and be like, that place has kick-ass pizza. Yes. I don't have to go in. I don't have to taste it. I know by looking at the sign, Mm -hmm. the door, the parking lot, that this place is going to have a making The
0: halfway worn but still acceptable overhang that's probably green or red.
1: Yes, or it used to be. Now it's totally faded. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Very, very obvious. You can drive by a place and tell if the pizza's any good or not.
0: Okay, so what's your, your gourmet stadium food item?
1: All right, now this goes against fat culture a little bit, so please don't hate me. If this has something green in it, it I does. might walk out. I'm sorry, Ugh. but the Joe Madden Hoagie at Wrigley Field, it's only sold in two stands. Okay. It's all the Italian meats, ham, cheese, lettuce, tomato. It's got mayo. I, I tell them hold the mayo, obviously, but it has this cherry tomato spread. Okay, so imagine like a... I'm trying to compare. Like, okay, like Chipotle's green tomatillo. Okay. Like that texture. Okay. Okay, Of cherry tomato spread Mm -hmm. that's literally like, and it's hot. It's spicy. It's spread throughout the entire sandwich. Interesting. It's so good. And it's so good that when we had Joe Madden on this year, I said, what is that? Like, where can I find that stuff? And he said, it's Cento is the uh, brand. C-E-N-T-O, hoagie spread. It's also a band. And I had to do it on Amazon to find it, and I still have it in my fridge, and it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's commitment. But that's my, because I wanted to recreate the sandwich. Yes. I can find lettuce, tomato, ham, capicola, all the rest. Right. I couldn't find the hoagie spread. I just put up my nerve and said, Joe, you've got to tell me where do you get this stuff? What is it called? And he told me, and I'm, I'll never, he will always be in my heart, my friend.
0: <laughs> and in a way, your colon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. So mine's going to lead to maybe the most loved food apparatus that the score has. And mine is the s'more cake. Off of the dessert cart at Guaranteed Rate Field, when we've had producers, so for the context of the dessert cart, yeah. when we were broadcasting White Sox games, we would actually have, you know, producer nights in the score suite, novel concept, mm-hmm. and we would, what was it around, like the middle of the game, it was like, it was like the fourth inning or so.
1: It's too early for the, the dessert cart typically, yeah, but little little it's okay. Bit.
0: But that's because we need to make our way through three or four hot dogs and the nachos and the beer that's in there, but either way... And there's just, it's what, three tiers? Yeah. Like a three-tier cart.
1: And there's also like a cabinet on the bottom. So yes. it's probably more than that.
0: So you've got ice cream there. You've got lemon squares. You have gigantic cookies. Then they have different types of cake. And to me, the s'more cake is the best.
1: I didn't know that was a thing. And s'mores, to me, is like the greatest of the flavor profiles. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect dessert. So I'll have to try that next time. That sounds phenomenal. I'm a, I'm always a... Opt for the chocolate chip cookie guy.
0: Okay. like yeah. a,
1: a very well-made chocolate chip cookie to me is very hard to top. Keep Unless, it simple, of course stupid. It's frosted like a cookie cake for Mrs. Fields. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> then it's even better. Yeah. That one we had uh, from the one-year anniversary show with Speakman Parkins where we were all pooping green because of all the blue frosting. <laughs> yes,
0: or, or if you're Shep, Shep walks in right after we had that conversation and he said, I was pooping Smurfs.
1: <laughs> he must have had more of it than I did.
0: He had a lot of it oh before God. we took it out of the room at his own request.
1: A, a Mrs. Fields cookie cake to me is the, that is peak dessert. It won't, it doesn't get better than that for me. Yeah. Because it's you can make me like a big lava cake with hot fudge and whatever on it. Sure. To me, the simplicity of a frosted chocolate chip cookie, I don't need anything else. I'm totally happy.
0: I think because I have it so rarely, I absolutely love... And I was I was not a cheesecake person until a little bit later in my food life, but the from Cheesecake Factory, the lemon cheesecake with the raspberry sauce that they put on it is unreal.
1: Lemon raspberry is an underrated combo.
0: It really is. You know like everybody can go with and maybe we'll do this at some point on the podcast like the French silk pie from Baker's Square, which we mentioned on the first podcast, but if I had one dessert left to have, I'd probably go with that.
1: That's pretty good. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just a simpleton. Like I've had great Lazar. desserts. Yeah, we had uh my my last birthday, my 39th birthday. We went to Uncle Julio's, mm-hmm. and they have this. It's literally like a chocolate ball. I
0: saw somebody yeah. have that. Yeah, so it's
1: hanging from a chain or a string, whatever. And they give you like a a wooden mallet. Yeah. It's like you, a chocolate pinata. It's a chocolate pinata. That's exactly what it is. You break it, churros fall out. Oh. And the pl- and like the tray is covered in honey, and not, not honey, chocolate and caramel. And the strawberries and churros just fall out of this pinata. So you're eating the broken chocolate, the strawberries, the all the sauce, everything, the churros. To me, it was amazing. I'd still so rather have cookie cake.
0: Wow. Okay. With a lot of things in life, I'm very simple where if I have one or two, like at, at whatever restaurant it is I may be going to, I'll normally order one or two, two things like those are my options i've had them per course yeah of course per course (laughs) but for my for my main for my entree i will normally have one or two choices because i've had them the first couple times i was there and i'm like you know what i love these i don't need anything more but god that's that's pretty good with desserts i've gotten a little more adventurous lately
1: yeah and as i'm talking to you here i'm trying to think of like where was it where i had a chocolate chip cookie like in a cast iron pan yes that's hot with ice cream on it wherever that was that may top is that is that a cake. Chili's
0: thing I think that might be it. well I think I think a lot of the chain restaurants do that well, do you because remember Max
1: pretty... and Irma's yes Max and Irma's used to spring you hot chocolate chip cookies and I feel like that's where it was I feel like it might have been Max and Irma's which I believe is out of business
0: I think so I feel like I haven't even heard of heard the name in forever
1: the food was fine it was just building a bridge to the cookies
0: and if nothing else if max and Irma's is still open then clearly you're not doing enough marketing so sponsor the podcast exactly well you could pay us in cookies yes as long as they're warm and gooey yes 100 percent. well actually our conversation with stadium food we want to answer ask a fat question yes your questions in fatness every time that we do a podcast and the first one is really really perfect and it's a big fat person struggle okay all of us as fats have had this before
1: i love this because you screen the questions i don't know what the questions are going in yes. so i'm I, you're hitting me with these uh raw so still talking about the food yes um <laughs> <laughs> so i'm excited about this segment
0: well it'd be ridiculous we've talked about way too many lubricants for it to be you're right thing. Good point. so this is from matt on twitter which is worse airline or stadium seating
1: this is a good question because here's why. If we're talking about, if we're removing the seats and putting them in our basement, right? Yeah. Chair quality, airplane wins for sure. Mm-hmm. When you're in said place, airplane or stadium, I feel like a plane is worse because it's difficult to move around. You're always inconveniencing someone if you move. Um, You're cramped. You know, your knees are real cramped. And... You can't really look at anything except the chair in front of you. At a baseball game, there's enough things to distract me from the discomfort of the chair. Being a baseball game, the snack I'm eating, the people walking around. There's a lot of things to take the discomfort away from your ass. In an airplane, if you ever been on a long flight, yep. Like when we flew to Dublin, it was I think it was eight and a half hours. By the fifth hour, you're just you just want to die. It's just the worst. <laughs> and yes, it's nice and it's cushy and it's padded. But good God, it, it is hard to survive a flight that long. An eight-hour baseball game I can handle. I wouldn't be upset. Right. I'd be happy that I get to relax for an extra five hours. I'm with you 100% on that because I think
0: part of it, too, is, and you kind of mentioned it, there's nothing else to look at because even outside of your seat, it's such an enclosed space. There's more rules on being able to move. Right. But you're 100% right about your knees, especially, man, the last flight I was on. I got stuck in a middle seat. If you ever want the best torture technique on a fat. (laughs) That's it. it, That is it. Sitting middle seat. God forbid one of the people on your side is an attractive member of your preferred sex. Yeah. Then that is
1: just Well, the the worst, worst too, is being a fat on an airplane is bad anyway because you see people approaching their seat. Yep. And they're in your row and they're like Damn mm, back it. Down. I'm yep. next to a fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see like the their heart sink. Yep. And they sit down and I'm just I just kind of apologize. Like I'm I'm really sorry. Yeah. I'll make sure I keep it tight. Like I won't right. I won't take up a lot of space. Right.
0: Are you telling me though I shouldn't have had those third and fourth hot dogs?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have like McDonald's bags on my lap. Like, <laughs> Come sit next to me. I'm oh. friendly. Oh. Oh. Okay.
0: okay, I've I'm done sweating. this on the train before. <laughs> I I You know, I'd had a long night, not had any dinner, and I have purposely brought on Popeye's and been eating Popeye's when other people are getting on the train so that they would not sit
1: next to me. That's a power move right there, and that is probably the most difficult train food to tolerate because, my God, you just want it so badly. When you smell someone else's food on the train, usually it's like, ugh. It smells like eggs or onions. That's disgusting. Like, get me off the train. But if someone's got fried chicken on the train, yeah. everyone in that car is considering killing you and taking your food. Just know that. <laughs> it's
0: like, true. If I, I, I was to willing...
1: murder this guy, yeah. but I shared the chicken, would anyone tell on me? Probably not.
0: As long as you made the chicken go away quicker, so then they wouldn't have to smell it for quite as long.
1: I like where your head's at. All right. All right. Second... N- note to self. Yes. Murder person okay. with chicken on the train. See what happens.
0: Second question. And this is what I'm going to have to leave to you okay? because of my own personal biases. Yes. This is from Darth Paul. Hello, Darth. Thoughts on bologna peanut butter sandwich?
1: No. Keep Mm. it. That is a textural conflict for me. All I can think of, I've never had this, obviously, but all I can think of is two slices of bread, bologna on one slice, peanut butter on the other, and like it's just sliding. Mm -hmm. I feel like it doesn't hold together. I also think... You're having salty and salty. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, what's the point? Like, you probably don't need both. I've had bologna and cheese, which I think is kind of the standard bologna sandwich. Right. But if you were gonna do like salty and sweet, like peanut butter and banana, that makes sense to me. But I don't I think peanut butter and bologna is kinda it's a little redundant. I would try it. Yeah. If you I made would. one, I would take a bite, but I don't I wouldn't suspect that I would like that.
0: And for those that don't know, I have a hard. I am a hard anti peanut butter
1: person. Peanut butter so is disgusting.
0: Weird. It smells terrible and it tastes
1: terrible. I can't. I'm not going to argue with you. It's just so pen. Pat- it's absurd that you would say that. It's just so wrong. But I can't. Like if it's your thing, I understand. Everyone's got a thing. Yeah. I can't. It's like you said with milk. I know my milk thing is weird. It's just how I am. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just saying, like, you're missing out on a ton of amazing desserts. Okay. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the yeah. most simple. But, like, uh, peanut butter pie, like, chocolate peanut butter pie is amazing. There is so much amazing stuff you're missing, and there's just more for me, so That's I'm not that upset about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So, Kyle Lamb asked us, is mm, the Wendy... <laughs>
0: <laughs> is Wendy hot? Yes. Yeah. Is that the question? No, it's it's not, actually. But you are right. Is the Wendy's double stack the best fast food
1: bargain? What's the price? Is that one ninety nine?
0: Yeah, right around there. I've seen it as low as one seventy nine. I've seen <laughs> it as high as two oh nine.
1: Don't you have your current menu prices app open, Rick? Um, well, the thing is, some of them, some of them jack up the price a little bit when they're not a uh, corporate store. I just find that Wendy's in general is the most satisfying fast food, and it's not close either. Yeah, it's definitely the highest quality. In my mind, like if I go in there, I know I'm no, I'm not eating like horse meat, like it's quality beef, it's thick, it's not, you're not, not skimping on like what you, what you see in a commercial is not vastly different from what you're eating, right? As opposed to every other fast food restaurant, I will say their fries need some help.
0: Yes, they do. I, I'm in the minority on this. If I, if we're talking the three pillars, McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's, yes, I'll take Burger King's fries.
1: I am not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a skip the fries guy because. I have done the math. I think we discussed this before. Yes, we did. Twenty nuggets is lower calories than ten nuggets and fries. So I almost always double up on the nuggets and skip the fries. Um, and nuggets are kind of my fast food go to. Yeah. But Wendy's is always a burger or a spicy chicken sandwich, which is also phenomenal.
0: Okay, so my my when I'm really hungry, my really hungry order from Wendy's, because of course you have to skip the fries, a a spicy chicken sandwich. Yes. And I get it plain, and I put their barbecue sauce on it because the barbecue sauce is solid. I haven't tried that. Or if I'm there's one really close to my house, or if it makes it all the way to the house, I'll put on <laughs> the barbecue sauce I have in the house.
1: It never does that.
0: Happen. No, Don't and lie. two double stacks with ketchup mustard only.
1: Wow, that's yeah. a power meal right there. I know, um, and it's probably and I'm
0: gonna and I'm just using your logic to be like, well, there's no fries. It's yeah. got to be
1: healthier. I'm, I'm eating healthy. There's no fries here. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the double stack is a fine value. I think Burger King has like 10 nuggets for 99 cents, but it's they're okay. not great. Right. It's something It's something to take up space in your stomach. Right. See, that's the thing. Although their barbecue sauce is good. I like Burger King's barbecue you're sauce. You're right about that. It is good. Uh, but you're right. I think if I want to go have a satisfying fast food, like I almost never drive through Wendy's. Is that weird? I always go into a Wendy's and sit down and eat. That is a little odd. I, I mean, I will, yeah. but I feel like... I would say it's probably 50-50 at Wendy's or it's 90-10 everywhere else. Interesting. I don't know where to go off
0: of that. So let's no, move to go to our next question. Yeah, okay.
1: What is another fast food related one? Shocking.
0: From John is what's the most underrated fast food breakfast item?
1: Hmm. I'm going to say I don't think the I don't think most people know how good McDonald's hotcakes are. Yeah, I think that a lot of people skip them because they feel it's like a lot of work for breakfast, right? You want like an egg McMuffin or a bacon egg and cheese biscuit. Yeah,
0: you want something you don't really, you can have while driving.
1: Right, pancake not ideal. No, <laughs> but no, not really. McDonald's hotcakes are among the best pancakes I've ever had. I don't know what it is, but the chemical makeup of the hotcake is perfect, where it's fluffy and it's cuttable and it's just delicious. It's probably the crack. I think you're onto something. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I've never had Burger King breakfast. I've never had the the desire to. Neither have I. My father-in-law swears that White Castle has a great breakfast. Interesting. Wendy's had a good breakfast, but they stopped it. Mm -hmm. And Taco Bell's breakfast has been disappointing.
0: I, uh, I agree completely. And now, mind you, with the preface of I'm not a big breakfast person. Okay. So some of my experiences are limited, but I agree with you on Taco Bell. But for me... I'm very simple when it comes to breakfast. If I get breakfast drive-through, it's going to be just a sausage McMuffin with a hash brown. And to me, the hash brown is the key. The McDonald's oh, hash brown no is doubt. fantastic.
1: I'm I- a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit guy by default. That's my go-to breakfast order. That, like, that's if I'm not thinking about anything, like, mm-hmm. oh, I should eat something. Like an egg McMuffin is not really bad for you. But have you had? And when he, I, I may be changing my vote here. The Chick-fil-A Breakfast Biscuit. See, no,
0: I haven't. It's and a Chick-fil-A chunk of fried is,
1: chicken. Chick-fil-A is fantastic. And a biscuit. I mean, and somehow that's breakfast. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Just do it. Just right. eat it. It's on the breakfast menu. I'm eating it. It's science. It's amazing. Try that. The Chick-fil-A Biscuit Sandwich, and I do uh, disagree with their stance on uh, gay and lesbian rights, but it's delish- delicious delicious chicken, so it, it I'm really an exception. Is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got
1: to have your priorities. My moral compass only goes so far. <laughs> Chicken goes further. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, last question. Once again, if you, for next time, if you want to ask us a question, hashtag I'm a fat. Your fat observations, your fatservations, hashtag I'm a fat. So the last question is from our guy, Pat Manley. Oh. Can you be handsome and fat? Yes.
1: Yes. Look at the hosts of this podcast. Exactly. I'm seeing other handsome fat guys. Um, Anthony Adams, Spice, very good looking, heavy man. My wife has confirmed to me he's good looking. Okay. Um, I think I always thought Cedric the Entertainer was a good looking dude. Kevin James is a handsome guy for a biggin'. Yeah. Um if we're, gra- if we're, if we're grading on our significant curve. Yeah. I think Kevin James is a handsome guy. You describe him like if you were to describe him, like, yeah, he's a good looking dude. Yes, of course. It's an absurd yeah. question, Manly. What a jerk. Stop it! You played in the NFL. You play with Ted Washington. You asked me that question, Keith Trailer. Stop it, man of the one-handed interception. That's it, right? Please take the ball from me. I'm about
0: to pass out, my <laughs> friend. Jerry Zuma just being a jerk, not taking the ball take from him. The ball, please, please. I just want to take a nap right now. <laughs> he's reaching for the oxygen tank while he's sitting on the twenty oh, at the numbers. He just
1: grabs it right off the sideline. <laughs> Darth Vader sounds coming out. Right. Yeah, that was rough. What a moment, though! It, I'll never oh, forget that.
0: That see that whole season. That was, was a incredible. fun year, man. Just you—you Pro- you knew they were playing out their ass, and yeah. That they weren't that as good as the record was, but hey, you enjoyed the hell out of
1: I it. I think that was the drunkest I've ever gotten to. Was the, uh, well, that one time I had seven Long Island[s] in an hour. That was the drunkest I got, but like nice controlled drunk. I think I drank a case of beer during the NFC Championship game. That'd do the trick. Yeah. <laughs> I stood up like bears win. Whoa.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> almost went down. I had me and a uh my pledge father, actually, no lie. In uh Find Me Office and Phony, the men's music fraternity of America, I was in the Fat lineage. So my cred goes back to my college days.
1: Well, that's I don't know how to beat that. Yeah,
0: I, and, and my pledge father and I, we got free tickets to a Cubs game. So someone else is driving, mind you, during this. We decided to see how many beers we could drink between DeKalb and Wrigley Field. How'd that go? Uh, well, we, had, we, of course, grabbed a 30-pack of Bush Light, because <laughs> we're classy. And we had both been pre-gaming before we left. And I want to say we got through 26 of them. Solid. Between the two of us. So I considered it successful. We had to uh, get out and, and uh, both hit the bathroom at
1: the, what was it, the CVS. That you always pass on the way to Wrigley? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's impressive. But Bush Light, what was it Bushlight? Light? Yeah, Bushlight. Light. It's really like only two-thirds of a beer. Yeah, like, but- you know, w- It's so much water. When you're, when you're in college,
0: I just fat-fingered the mic.
1: You did. I saw that. It, it was, was uh, It
0: was impressive. But yeah, when you're in college, it's either you're either at a Bushlight Light college or a Keystone college.
1: We were a Bushlight Light college. Yeah. Lewis University, Bushlight Light all the way.
0: But yeah, Bushlight College. If you went to a Keystone College, I'm giving you the side aisle.
1: Yeah. Bit. Is that even a college? I don't think so. Probably it's like not. a community college. Let's let's get it straight. Yeah. Uh shout out to CD Liquors in Romeoville, by the way.
0: We called the uh, American Liquors in uh in the Al's Liquor Emporium. So <laughs> we went there all the time. So that that was our that was our spot because our house was by there, so whenever we get kegs for parties, they, they wouldn't cart us after like The first month, because we'd already had three parties. So like, yeah, we know you people.
1: Yeah, oh, you're good. Yeah. You're regulars, even though you're 17.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) At that point, pretty much. All right, before we get out of here, we have to denounce one of your people. Well, he was one of our people. He's still one of your people as a Cubs player. What happened to Kyle Schwarber?
1: Well, this, this needs discussion because, look, I saw the videos. I saw that he was trying to get healthier. I know he had a down year last year. Wanted to make things better. And I saw some pictures like, wow, okay, good. He, he dropped some pounds. I saw him in person at Cubs convention. Outrageous. Lost too many. You wouldn't if, if you took someone from a third world country and said, describe this man. <laughs> not only would they not say fat, they probably wouldn't even say big.
0: Ugh.
1: He's just a normal person now. He's a normie. He's not a fat guy at all. Even his face isn't fat anymore. Like, you can actually see that he has a chin? His chin is very defined. And the jaw, too? Yeah, he's got, like, a... uh, I don't know how to describe it, but he's got, like, a long chin. What the... It's ridiculous. I looked at him... Well, no wonder it was covered in fat. I know. Well, I, I looked at him, and I looked at Shep, like, am I seeing, like... Is he as thin as he looks? Like, is that a good suit? But he was swimming in the suit he was wearing. Ugh. Ridiculous. I will say, though... Yeah. His girlfriend... You is s- a little s- on the thicker side. Nice, and she is gorgeous. Good for him. Yeah, good for Kyle. So I appreciate the girlfriend, not to your the losing the weight and your love life. But good God, what have you done? Why have you forsaken us, Kyle? Is there any doubt he's going to have an awful year now? No, he's Babe Ruth. He's Babe F and Ruth. He'll be back.
0: You thought I was trolling you guys hard last year when he's ba- going to have a good year. When Kyle, Stop it. When Kyle Schwarber, when Kyle Dunn. When
1: Kyle
0: I hate you, was having a bad year, I still laid off a little bit because he was a fellow fat.
1: Yeah, we'll see how Gordon Mankata does next year.
0: Well, at least they're not trying to win next year. So yeah, if he true.
1: has a little bit of struggle, yeah, it's fine. They got to the NLCS. All right, they're fine. Even with struggling Kyle Schwarber, he's going to be better. If you don't think he's going to be better, you're lying. Drop-dash trigger he'll be (laughs) true (laughs) but he will be better next year i promise you that trigger you with that it's great it's true well i'm not as i don't feel like a loyalty to him anymore though like i did last year when he was still a fat
0: right well that's true now he's a norm before we get out of here uh you know we had a lot of food and eating experiences we are in eating season as we've discovered on the speaking. we establish
1: eating season begins on uh labor day
0: no ends on Labor no ends Day. on
1: Labor Day begins on Halloween. Halloween, yes. So Halloween to Labor Day
0: is eating season, right. and even so, October to September. Yes, it just makes sense. So even though we have family that are not fellow fats, I was able to have a fat bonding experience with my father in law this weekend.
1: Oh, we got to cue the said piano music for this.
0: It's not that it's not that great. Okay, all right. We both essentially had nothing to do on Saturday. Everybody else was out. Both of us were lazy and wanted to stay in, so we found we were only going to get a large pizza for the two of us, which you know I only do out of courtesy for the normies. But we saw a deal; it was an 18-inch pizza, four breadsticks, and a two-liter pop for 18 bucks.
1: Four breadsticks,
0: but these are like solid breadsticks. Right. They're
1: they right, they're they're they should be loaves of French bread. They were close. <laughs> they're gonna <it'd> be four <laughs> for 18 bucks. That's a damn good deal. Yes, that's a dollar an inch. Still talking about the pizza.
0: Yes, so. What we did is, uh, you know, we each took two of the breadsticks and the pizza was demolished. And he looked at it afterwards and was like, wow, we really had a good amount. Of He's like, we really did some work. Until we became a team today, Rick. Yeah, that was about what it was. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, yep, this is, how, this is what we do. This is the fat life. And he seemed to enjoy it. For, the, for that moment, I let him in to fat culture and he enjoyed food, his time.
1: Food is a uniter. And we went Friday, uh, the one-year anniversary of my sister passing. I'm not spending a lot of time in that. But we went to our favorite family pizza place, Los Angeles, on 95th in California. My dad and mom had not been in the restaurant to eat in Mm -hmm. probably 15 years. Oh, wow. And we always get a takeout. But it's it's never the same. Right. And I said, look, for the anniversary here, we're going to Los Angeles. We're going to sit down. We're going to eat as a family like we did when we were kids. Let's do it pizza came in i said to my dad i'm just warning you it was in the oven like four seconds ago so it's gonna be lava under that cheese like, i don't care and <laughs> ate a piece right away uh, never flinched he's like it's so much better here oh my god if you've never had los angeles pizza 95th in california across from little company mary hospital i promise you among the best pizzas you'll ever have i have not had it We should have it. We should go there sometime. Mitch had it one year for my birthday. Mitch had Kyle uh, or Craig Miller. Kyle Miller is my other friend. Craig Miller bring me a Los Angeles pizza from 95th in California to downtown. And it was still amazing.
0: Nice. That's a good. That's a long trip. I was going to say that had to get because it's at least
1: 35 minutes.
0: I don't like when you're getting it when you get home and it's still piping hot. I like it to kind of congeal a little bit. So that's that's like perfect takeout for me but yeah, yeah well, you ha- if you're having a piping hot it's got to be at the restaurant
1: agreed well piping hot Los Angeles is the best thing ever and they also have great fries and it's the one place i have pizza and fries Do you ever do that like
0: pizza and fries i know it's
1: weird right yeah i don't do kinda. it anywhere else except Los Angeles. i've never done that well try it
0: now i've got something else to try but definitely not with wendy's fries as we established just
1: a warning though yes. adding the fries makes it unhealthy oh so be careful so it's better <laughs> exactly yeah is that it? I think that's it. Wow, we. Did- I'm exhausted. I'm sweating. Jeez, well, I'm not of used course, to sitting upright this long.
0: We have to adopt the herb, the Herb Lawrence Cree of.
1: You should be worried if I'm not sweating. <laughs> that's right.
0: It's it's one of the best <laughs> quotes I've ever heard. It's
1: very true too. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the second edition. We'll do more. Uh, we'll do this more often. Yes. Sorry, it's just we're busy. All right, back off. Uh, thank you for tuning in though to episode two of the I'm Fat podcast. For my partner, Rick Camp, I'm Jay Zawoski. Remember, if you want to hit us up with a question, use hashtag I'm a fat. We'll answer your questions, you know, off podcast, too. So don't hesitate. Anytime you want, send it hashtag I'm a fat, and we will be there for you. We just won't move very quickly. But thanks for listening to the I'm Fat podcast. We love you. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today.
0: Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. London Stock Exchange Group is here to be your essential global markets infrastructure and data partner, where Open isn't just a platform, but a philosophy, giving you the freedom to make your mark in the world. LSEG Open makes more possible. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment.